Welcome back to another episode of On the Bench with Beaks. I am your host, Cody Beekman, and with me, as always, is Bryce McMillan. Hey, what's up? Hello. And Nick Adams. How we doing, guys? Right on. So today we have an outstanding guest. We've got Phil Eichinger. Phil, give us some introductory fodder to chew on. Tell us what you're all about and why you're here today, bro. What's up? I'm finally on the bench with you guys. It took a little bit of time, but uh, I'm Phil Eichinger. I'm a professional actor-writer living in New Jersey, and I'm on to talk about my upcoming uh, production hockey documentary that's currently in the works. And this is, and it's so exciting because uh, uh, right now you're uh, uh, like on Instagram, you got the biscuit theater going, and you're showing out all these just like nifty skills, like you're just skating around on ice, just showing off, showing off, you know, the the soft hands, the beauty edges, you know, like. Uh, um, so it's gonna be exciting, man. We're we're so excited to have you on. Uh, first of all, let's just uh, let's let's do a little league talk. Uh, this league talk's gonna be a little different because there really hasn't been anything going on. So I, what I really want to just get uh from you is where your fandom is at right now like where's your where do your uh loyalties lie in the nhl or you know or in the ahl wherever just uh give us a little bit about uh, what your fandom looks like right now so i i grew up you know when you're younger and you're playing hockey you get obsessed and you like start following your your local team so when I was younger, I was a Devils fan, but when I grew up, um, but I was also a big Fedorov and Bore fan. That's kind of how I modeled my game after. Uh, so, but as an adult adult, I started appre- appreciating styles that teams were playing, like the Kings when they first won in 12. Um, I became obsessed with that four lines of just big bodies that just wore your ass out. Yeah. And that's how they won two out of three years. So I, as soon as they beat the Blues that first that first round in 12, I was like, these guys are, something new is happening. And then that style fizzled out, and now it's just constant fucking speed, you know? Oh, uh, speed and so skill. So yeah, that's kind of where I went. Right on. And I mean, speaking of background, let's, let's get into that, man. Like, how did you actually get into hockey and decide that you might want to move forward with it? Yeah, so I was born in Staten Island, and uh, at the time, I wanted to play hockey. So there was a roller hockey league, the quads, not rollerblades. This is the quads back in 1985. Oh, some roller disco shit, eh? Oh, man, dude. So, and this team was, they needed a goalie. Uh, And it's like, okay, I'll just play. And it was the best and the worst experience of hockey, just because we played outside. And my mask, we, were, we wore these vintage North Stars jerseys, okay? Safe. So my dad thought it would be a great idea to paint my cage yellow. But remember, we were outside in like the summer fall. Oh. He's flying around my fucking, I'm 10, 10 years old. And I was crying, pucks were going in. I'm like, I can't do this, but I fought through it. And then when we moved to New Jersey is when I started uh, my ice hockey journey. Oh man, yeah, I could just see like kind of like Goldberg shit. Like, you know what? Just score. I don't care anymore. I just don't <laughs> care. <laughs> well, awesome, man. This sounds like it's gonna be a great show. But before we get into the meat potatoes, we're gonna kick it over to Dave Zamboni's for this week's Dave Zamboni's pick. So, take it away, Dave. 
Hey, Beaks, thanks for sending it over to me. Dave Zamboni here with our Zamboni pick of the day for my man Beaks. Uh, this song is called I Want to Ride the Great Zamboni of Devotion. Uh, again, some songs are about hockey, and this one here is just a true love song to you, my dear. Uh, old school kind of 30s kind of feel to it. I don't know. We just felt good we were all in love we were very young and uh and it's also got the great line of i wish i could be the mustard on your knish uh so that's it hey have a great day and uh hockey rocks
Bush. Thank you so much, Dave. We always love the Dave Zambonis picks. They're always great. Remember, guys, you can always check them out on Spotify and Bandcamp. Go on over there. Give them some love. Buy some of their music. Their whole discography is available for 32 bucks right now. So let's get back into the convo with Phil. <laughs> so you got into hockey, and obviously you became, you know, you played it obviously at a very high level. Um, so tell us a little bit about your career and you know when you kind of ended things and etc. Okay, so yeah, I played. Uh, my high school didn't have a team, so I played club hockey outside of high school. You know, four times a week. Uh, so it's your weekend games and your once, maybe two times practices during the week. Right. So I wasn't fortunate enough to play. You know, six days a week in a high school. But after high school. You know, I work my ass off. I get into some pretty good colleges, but I wasn't ready to play like high D1 or even high D3 at the time. So I went to a junior college in New Jersey, which was the only two-year school that had an ice hockey program. So I went there for two years, was very successful, was the captain both years, you know, leading scorer, won a shitload of awards. Then after that, uh, I went to UMass Dartmouth and didn't make the fucking team. So I came home, had to take a year off, decided what college I wanted to go to, stayed in New Jersey at a college slash that became a university that had a, D- a D2 club team, which all it means is you pay, you pay to play. Right. Uh, and I played there and I played there for another four years, two years as a grad student. And, you know, you don't, don't ever shit on where you play. If you work hard and, and play any league, in any division, you can you can make it if you keep working hard. And that was my thing. I was just a hard worker. I never drank in college. I was very dedicated to the game. Uh, so after college ended, I started hitting like the free agent camps, tryout camps, all, all around, like Mississauga, Canada, and there was a few other ones I hit. And then in um, 2003, I caught on in this little independent league called the IIHL. It was a fucking gong show, but I still, you know, got to play pro for a little bit. Uh, Yeah. I mean, a six team league. It's a bit of a gonger. I mean, uh, yeah, we actually do remember bits of the IIHL, but uh, uh, just kind of elaborate on how much of a gonger it really was. Just, I mean, well, you don't know what you're getting into. You have, you have an owner that's building these teams with, with, you know, you're getting, you don't know a lot of the minor league hockeys there. They weren't affiliated like how baseball is. You're, you're getting these, these lower end baseball leagues and they're, but they're all affiliated with a major league team where you, there was these pockets of these hockey leagues that they were just someone who had a lot of money that they decided, all right, I'm going to start a, a, a small hockey league. And that's kind of what it was. You don't know that going in. You, you make a team. It's, it's official. And, it, you know, we got, we got a bunch of games in. I don't even know how many games we played. But, you know, like you said, it was six teams from Athens, Ohio, where the team I played from, to Lance, to Harbor Springs, Michigan. Um, yeah, it was, it was, you know, it, we, I had the chance, you know. <laughs> And I mean, yeah, yeah, you can't balk at that, man. I mean, there's uh, like you, you got to play semi-pro, so I mean, and it, yeah. it, it's hockey, you know. I right. mean, everybody uh, around us, you know, it's just you're just thankful for playing the game at at, at some point. 
exactly yeah, yeah i mean you you made it longer than uh the rest of us did you got to live the dream just a little bit longer so i mean that's always something sweet to do for sure yes yes and and i think that's what takes me into today now uh with everything that i'm kind of creating and producing right now yeah exactly um so the, taking you up to today how d- how did you really transition into like an actor writing role you know Kind yeah. of, kind of well, something that's... almost different, completely different. <laughs> well, I was different in college. My major in college was fine arts. So a fine arts hockey player was, you know, me showing up to games in like leather pants and stuff. So that was already <laughs> a stretch. Uh, but today, uh, the transition was kind of pretty easy because after that one league kind of folded, there was another league in 2005 that I tried out for. And I'm like, do I want to go through this gong show again of a new league? You know, it was like the Northeast or something that was kind of around me. Uh, way after I graduated college, so I signed up for this acting class at just a local community college, just for shits and giggles. And it, it took off. Like the professors were like, you were re- you're really good at this. You should go audition. And I'm like, well, what's that? So I just started auditioning for things. And it just started spiraling to my first professional gig. And that's been, you know, that's 16 years ago now. So that's kind of the last time I really played hockey seriously, too, other than, you know, knowing there's an alumni game coming and then prepping two weeks before that. Right. Dusting off the uh, dusting off the, <laughs> the rust, if you will. Yeah. Other than, you know, I always work out my training. Like I'm always working out, whether it's, you know, I've been in shape for my whole life. So that's but it's completely different than on ice stuff. You guys know that. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah. So that transition into hockey to acting was it was smooth, but in a, a weird, unique way. Like I said no to trying to go play this other league. Because I had this class lined up. I'm like, let me just do the class. And then, you know, like every other job, acting is, has its ups and downs. You know, it's you, you're working, you're not working. You're not working for a long time. You'll right. get one job and then you won't work for a long time again. Uh, so that's why I try to create my own projects and right. produce them when I'm not professionally working. Yeah, and uh, the, the the one question I, was, I actually really wanted to ask you, like, uh, what uh, what are the differences and the similarities between you know a hockey tryout and an audition? <laughs> oh, that's an easy answer. So hockey, you know, you try out your name is either crossed off on the board or circled, you know, old school style. But when you're you're an actor, you just audition for something, and it's like, thank you. They only let you know when you get the job. So there's, it's technically, it's a silent no. When you know you don't get something, it's because you don't hear anything. Yeah. And and I mean, we can all agree with that. Yeah, definitely in hockey, it's just like, all right, you're trash, get out. You know, it's definitely a little, it seems a little more passive aggressive with these, like, uh, these directors and uh, casting calls. Like, and to me, I think it would just be nuts just being up there on the stage by yourself. Well, first, I wanted to rewind a little bit. You need thick, very, very thick skin as an actor. You've got to be able to let everything you do just roll off and say, move on to the next one. <laughs> yeah, well, same with a hockey player, too, you know? Yeah, move on to the next game or the next practice. Or and someone's just like, someone's chirping your mom like, "Hey, I wheeled your mom last night," kind of stuff. You know, like, <laughs> "All right, fuck off, dude. I'm gonna go score a goal now. How about that?" Yeah, you know, <laughs> exactly. 
So once you got done with school and you continued on, like, what was your first project? What made you go from, you know, theater and these classes and, you know, going into your actual career? Uh, what was your first couple of projects? What were the ups and downs? And tell us about that. Well, it was actually pretty quick for me. I, the first, one of my first professional jobs was like two months into becoming an actor. It was, it was a nine month theater contract, but it was an educational tour. So what you did is you worked for a professional theater and they put a group of, you know, adults together to rehearse three plays that taught children lessons. And you would take them to like, say the tri-state area for me, like New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. And you went to these schools, put on these performances, but you, you taught children like bullying or being a new kid at a school all through uh, a relatable a relatable play for that said age group. And that was nine months, hence a school year, nine months. And we toured that. And then after that, it was kind of like just auditioning. You build up momentum and you do student films or short films, independent films, anything. And then you hope to get in a union and then you, you work into television and, and big stuff where kind of I am now. Um, so like when you get into acting here and you start auditioning for roles and you start finding things, do you have an agent of sorts that helps you move it along? Like you, most players do like in their playing career that like helps you go find some of these opportunities. Yes, because it's very, very hard to get those opportunities without an agent. Uh, there's, I was, I was fortunate. I got my first TV role without an agent. Uh, but you know, if you want to progress your career and, and just keep getting better and better credits, these agents are going to find you those said auditions and submit you themselves. And you hopefully get that audition to, to then do your work on your, your own choice as an actor. And uh, yeah, like uh, you, uh, your first, like yeah, uh, what are, what are other acting gives? I know, like you, you've been in Gotham. I know you've got uh, uh, I you've done a short film just recently with uh, I believe it's called Garage. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Talk, yeah. Just talk about some of your uh, acting gigs and kind of like what you what what you liked about it. Kind of like the correlation between you know maybe going in. Uh, going in and starting acting and like maybe going into like a big game on the ice, kind of like where the similarities and differences lie. Definitely. So uh, my career is turned towards television. So that's mostly where all my auditions come from. And uh, yeah, the few roles I've had was like, you know, law and order white collar was my first TV role. I did a few like a Hulu show called Difficult People. I did a couple NBC shows that lasted one season and then they got canceled. And then, like, as you said, Gotham, which I'm kind of doing a lot of work with now to kind of pitch a pilot, a spinoff of Gotham that I'm writing with my partner, my writing partner, and based off the character I portrayed. So oh. it's something that works for that as well. Off of Culpepper, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's okay. something that... I spin wheels on everything, but as for like my productions, like garage was something that I wrote that's loosely based on the relationship I have with my father. And there's a lot of hockey inside that, that film on uh, that's based on like moments that I had with my father as, as a child playing hockey. 
Uh, so you, those memories of him taking me to all the games and not missing a college game and just the way he tied my skates, those are all little little anecdotes that I featured in that film Garage. Yeah, so as far as it goes, I mean, hockey still follows you to this day. I mean, like like I uh, aforementioned the Biscuit Theater Instagram with all that, but I mean, even in your new career, it still really does spark a bit of a, maybe a little bit of inspiration for you, possibly? Um, so no, hockey, hockey was, a, is a great, what it still is. It's a great skill to have as being an actor. Cause it's very rare. So I was fortunate to get really cool, like commercials and gigs being a, a actor and a, and a hockey player, like a highly skilled hockey player. Like I was doing NHL commercials with Jonathan Taze. I did a BMW commercial for the Sochi Olympics. Nice. Got, yeah. So it's, you have that when you have a little bit of like a weird special skill like that, You'll, you, you'll get seen for some really cool stuff. Um, but as for having hockey, I kind of like, I re- like I was saying, I, I put hockey away for like 15 years prior to this biscuit theater uh, thing. Yeah. And, and I think, and it was mainly because I have a six-year-old daughter now who's starting her hockey journey. So I'm like, why am I going to be, sh- I should get back into hockey. I don't want to be shitty while she's progressing. Yeah. Uh, so that's a main reason why I kind of like dusted off my skills. And then it's just, it's just slowly turned into what it's becoming. So the biscuit theater was an Instagram account for an elite adult league that I was playing in. And I'm like, and I, we parted ways. I played 14 games with them. We parted ways in April and I didn't want that account to go dry. I'm like, what can I do? And I saw an ex teammate of mine. He plays down in West Palm beach, Florida, so all these, you know, retired pros or like, uh, you know, really high level college guys, juniors, they play like three mornings. They call themselves the breakfast club and they just do drills and stuff. And it's fun. And I'm like, let me just do that by myself uh, because it's easier. It's easier to do something by yourself. Right. Uh, so I called it like this unique twist on a hockey puck, the biscuit, but also acting like the theater, like a, the biscuit theater. Perfect. And I I just do whatever I want. Um, and, but that's progressed now to like, why don't I turn this as from like a social documentary as this, what if, why not journey of this 47 year old man trying to make it again, being inspired by his daughter and going on this journey to try out at free agent camps just to see, and hopefully create this real legit documentary film, which is like I was telling you, it's, it's picking up now. It's, I started unofficially started on August 1st with my video diaries, but I hired my cameraman for the weekend that I'm going to be attending this camp. I just asked my dad today if he, if he wanted to join me on this journey. So for like two and a half days, we'll be documenting that. But once I, that's half of the film. And then I'll be coming home doing interviews with ex coaches, teammates, families, friends, hoping to get somebody that says, you're fucking nuts. What are you doing, man? Right. But, uh, I feel great. I'm in, I'm in extremely great shape. I don't, you know, it's just, I think it's going to be, it's going to make a great story uh, or just to view like a short documentary, you know, between 40 and 50 minutes of this inspiring and crazy, a 47 year old guy going on the ice with like late teens, early twenties, trying to make this, this camp, this training camp for a pro team. (laughs) <laughs> it's it, well it sounds incredible and i mean the i I'm, I'm sitting here listening to it and you're just like 
I'm just thinking of all the things you're kind of you're really going to shed a light on just for just for, in hockey's sake g- in general with these tryouts and with what yeah. these guys do and what you what you're trying to do to make these teams and just like it's it sounds like an incredible journey, man. It's going to be. I mean, because I and like I said, I haven't been to a free agent camp in 20 years. So and the game is is different, and I see that, and I know that from playing in the league that I played in. You know, this early winter. But uh, but I'm just training harder than I've ever been. I, the, my workouts are completely different than I used to. You know, I used to CrossFit so long and lift heavy. I do yoga and 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 like foundational stuff now, and that trans that transfers on the ice like you wouldn't believe. So much better. It's just I feel phenomenal. Uh, it's it's going to be really fun. It's going to be a fun weekend to to have that moment. And try and get interviews with like the coaches after the camp's over. We want to be direct. Like, what'd you think of Phil? Do you think you got a chance of making like we want to? We want answers, not like acting where you don't get them. No, yeah. Stories right then and there when we set up these interviews. Um, It's going to be great. Like, I've got a hockey tape sponsor. I'm sitting next to fifty rolls of tape they sent me. Oh, and I'm gonna. (laughs) I'm just gonna go into the locker room and be humble and just give it out to guys. Like, yeah follow these guys. They're an up and coming tape company. Maybe they'll join with this hockey league and they'll get something out of it. Like I'm trying to bring not just me, but like uh, people that are supporting this project and donating and funding, trying to bring them along with this ride of just being a part of almost like a, a low budget documentary of who's this guy. Why is he doing it? what it's, it's this why, what if story, but why not? Why can't you do it? No, that's awesome. That's, that's so awesome. It's almost like it's almost like you know anyone has the ability to do these things, but like some people have to ask themselves, you know, why not me? Like you're going out there doing right. all these things, you're trying out, they're seeing your story. So I think it's really inspirational just to have that motivation. Just go, why the fuck not? Like yeah, just throw yourself just, out there. I, I'm surrounded by phenomenal people. I have a very supportive wife, you know, and, and she's she's a huge part of the family. She supports us. And she's like, and she helped me write this little pitch to this. And it's, she pretty much came up with that tagline. Oh, <laughs> what if, why not? Why aren't, just do it. This is your, you're, I'm an actor writer. So I don't look for, I don't nonchalantly look for my next project. They just come to me and I'm like, why don't I just, but I like the challenge. I've never done a documentary. So I like to keep challenging myself in a new medium. And this is like another way of me meshing both of my worlds together with this new this new rebirth of hockey again like like i said uh this year start of january i've been on the ice like 40 times and it's just me at the biscuit and then those previous games um i'm also fortunate i'm going to have a a close friend the owner of the cross that i used to go to he played professionally and i called him up I'm like, hey, man, I need a favor. I need you to come on the ice with me, get a little rubbing, a little bumping. So we'll do some one-on-one. I got, my body's got to get used to that again, or you know. Um, so I asked him, he, and he obliged. So I'm going to get him on the ice for a good three hours for two times right before I leave for that camp. So I'll kind of get reiterated with the whole bumping, corner work again. Because, you know, in adult league, it's, it's like, you know, NASCAR, a little, a little nudging. Uh, everybody's like, oh, sorry, sorry. But, right. uh, I mean, that's just how I play anyway. So I might be doing it at the camp. Oh, sorry, man. And be like, who, who, what is, <laughs> who the fuck is apologizing? <laughs> I'm just, I'm bringing a whole new aura. I'm just a polite, fun, quirky guy. Like this guy is hysterical. He's bringing tape. He's like, who is this guy? 
Uh, that's amazing, man. And so, um, have you have you worked out what like you know? Uh, you said that that was going to be the first half of it. Like, uh, have you kind of worked out what the second half of it's going to be, or are you just kind of like letting it hang out until it like it really just shows itself to you? Yeah, I think that's. You, uh, the documentary style is you have this idea, you kind of mock storyboard ideas, you know, all in all, it's like what we just said, a what if, why not? And let's see what happens. What's the end game? What's the story? Maybe there's this interesting character dynamic we find that happens. Um, I don't, this, this might be the only camp I choose to attend. I don't know if I want to do another one. I don't know. It can just culminate in this three day weekend and then build it around my interactions with interviews and, and just see how it comes together, whether it's, whether it's a success or a failure, either way, I'm not looking for any specific answer. Like, Oh, I really need to make the team or I don't want to make, I, I want to just create the best story for what I'm trying to just kind of tell the world. Like you said, be inspirational. Why not do it? You know, it's like, I feel, you know, I could be like Yager, you know, Yager <laughs> keeps going. Obviously I'm not Yager. But it's like this guy's it's almost like starting over again at 40, 47. I was just getting ready to ask. I was just getting ready to ask if you looked at somebody like Yager to like inspire you a little bit. Somebody in their 50s that's still going. Of course, because he was my you know, he came up during my he's my age group. So he was someone that was just I loved watching him when he came back. Uh, It was just you wanted you wanted to pull for him like. And he just kept plopping on any other, any team that wanted him. Yeah. Um, and I, I recently saw, like, didn't he tweet during like the free agency? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm available 50. I own a Czech team or something. And he was like a joke. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah only, pl- only will play home games. And uh, like, also, <laughs> also really need a right-handed defenseman actually. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No man, that sounds this sounds incredible. Um, we're really excited. I, I'm I'm super jazzed up about it already. I yeah, because uh, like like I said uh, b- b- before when we were talking, like if you if I needed any more background, it's like no man, like, we really like to hear it. Just you know, reactionary and to hear it this way is so much better than you know reading about it and really getting your your, your vibe on it. And it's just it's really special to hear it. Yeah, and you have this, yeah. you know, this really easygoing vibe. You know, you're just like happy, Thanks. go lucky, and you know things work out for you. But obviously, there's challenges. Right. You're trying to make this documentary tie it back into social media and have a film crew and et cetera, et cetera. What has been the biggest challenges through this whole entire process? <laughs> Easy answer. So in September, in this area, New Jersey tri-state area, we got hit with a massive flooding. And we live, we're the dead end on, we're the last house on the dead end. Ooh. And we got this, this area of Rahway where I live, we got, we were underwater, you know, flooding. So we lost both of our cars. So think about it. So I just got, my wife had to get a car because she goes to work every day. Uh, and so I was like, I can wait a while. And I just got a car three weeks ago. So it was 11 months. So that was the biggest, just, it was wow. an easy way to get to your answer not having a vehicle pushed me back because i know we spoke like a while like i'm gonna do this it's happening but then i'm like i can't get a car i was having trouble even borrowing someone's car yeah i remember that yeah but now that i got the car that's why i reached out i'm like no things are in motion uh so that was the biggest hurdle not having a vehicle to take this journey to that one for sure you have all these people behind you and they're like well the main guy 
is he gonna be here? Like, what is he gonna tell us what to do? Is he gonna show up? Like, you know, I can totally tell how like, I'd be a pain in the ass for sure. That was it. It was just getting the vehicle. And then once I got that car, it was I just started putting my wheels in motion, backtracking, reaching out to friends, family that supported my previous films, asking to help fund and become a producer. Cause that's what you do when you have a good, a good fan base as friends and family that support your work and believe in you, they'll donate and help you. And I've been fortunate enough to have that, that, that type of supporters my whole life. And they've, you know, been so oh, gracious with what they've been donating. And, and I've been able to do this then I've been able to not dig in my pockets for this film so far for at least the production part of it. Like my camp, through everything and my travels and, and hiring my cameraman, I paid for all this through, you know, funding and donations. And some pe- people don't realize that it's, a, it's okay to ask friends and family to help become a independent film because that's what it is. It's, it's crowdfunding to help you. You know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not an A-list actor. I don't have millions and hundreds of thousands that I can just do that. Like George Clooney, he does a commercial just so he can make his own film. That's how people, I don't have that luxury. So, you know, as my level, it's like you get a gig, you don't work for two years, three years. Sometimes you book one TV role. You don't, you might not work for another two years. Right. So yeah, it's as an independent filmmaker, it's, it's okay to ask people to help and it doesn't hurt your relationship. If they say, no, you got to make sure, no, it's okay, guys. We get it. If it's money's tight, but then you find the people that, you know, 200, 300, that's that's a camp cost, you know. Two hundred bucks is a, a weekend camp cost. I'm like, great. Or I can upgrade a pair of shoulder pads. Thanks, guys, because you know I'm, I was playing with some dinky shoulder pads. I'm going to need shoulder pads. Yeah. Uh, so it's just that funding, and it's been great. Uh, you know, you always want a little bit more because a documentary, the the production part, will probably last a while. It's not like a scripted thing that I can shoot it and then I can sit down and edit it right away. Right. This is something ongoing you know i'm going to treat after the camp like i haven't did the camp for the interviews that i tell people uh, like i talk because i don't want them to say oh no i didn't make the team or i did because you can't give that away in a story so i have to really be an actor and be like hey what do you think of uh phil doing this oh he's fucking nuts or (laughs) that's okay so you got to treat it and then and then put piece it together like a story right and and create a certain sense of fluidity yeah that's that's relatable too you don't only want it to be like hockey hockey people gonna watch it it's got to be relatable to the public as well that's why i thought the the bringing in of my daughter and and my wife's idea with that is like it really tied this story and the concept better than just a 47 year old man Trying to play hockey, <laughs> right? Yeah, just some random guy. Like the the no, it's perfect. It's it's beautiful. It's got so much substance more to it, to where it can bring in people who aren't necessarily hockey fans or even know right. about hockey, which in in Family, the long run yeah. may create a hockey fan out of them. After you never know. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Well, man, I I. T- I'm blown away. I, I love hearing about it. We love hearing about it. Um, if there's any way we can donate, let us know. If um, if there's any way other people can donate, uh, uh, actually, just uh, before we go here, throw out your socials where you can can donate and uh, where we can find you for more projects and the yeah. continuance of this. Yeah, let's figure. I mean, you know, I don't know. You guys know any 
hockey glove companies. I'm looking to like sponsor a hockey glove company on the camp, but I can't find any like indies. So um, I'm going to just try to find a, a shop that'll donate a pair of Bowers. I don't know because my gloves are shitty. So I'm going to give it a shot, but I don't know if you guys know any or you, you tell me what you feel like, how you like to be a part of this. I'd love to to have the more support and um, yeah, maybe I can get your word out in the locker rooms. If you had stickers you wanted to give oh, yeah. me or something. Well, um, you know, this podcast was really kind of founded off of a uh, charity hockey foundation that helped me out after my accident. I was in a huge accident like 10 years ago, and this uh, okay. charity hockey foundation actually um, helped me out and got my house retrofitted for a nice. wheelchair accessibility, helped me go to school and stuff, like, and just... You know, did some incredible stuff. So we're huge on donation stuff. So anything okay. we can do, we uh, within our parameters, we would be more than happy to do it. Yeah, I think you know, uh, I think Marty is even trying to sponsor a golf tournament right now, um, and I know that he likes to reach out and whenever he can and help people out too uh, to return the favor. Um, so we can also get you hooked up with Dog Nation and Marty and see if it's something that we can work together on. Always. Let's let's yeah let's set it up let's somehow speak or maybe we'll send now that we have each other's email let's we'll set together what you guys think you'd like to do. Uh, I leave on August nineteenth, so that's my official like cameraman for that weekend. So that's when I want to get all my all that stuff at least out there and and you know pass on whatever I can with you guys and yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, we we'd be more than willing to do anything, man. So, yeah, we'll work it we'll, we'll work that out, but uh just uh, for all the listeners, man, uh yell out your yeah. socials. Obviously, we'll tag you and everything uh, as well. But yeah, yell out your socials where people can find you, talk to you, you know, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm very I'm very open, so I have two socials. One is just at Phil Eichinger is me and my career and sometimes some odd quirky things. And then I got uh, the Biscuit Theater, which is strictly hockey. It's got a format of the post and what I post and how I post things. And and then you got philikinger.com that you can follow from my, my acting and writing career and just all my, my history, my resume, my TV reel. Just everything on there that you want to know about me is there. Projects that I've worked on, uh, my, my produced projects, like you spoke of Garage and Artichoke Boy and yeah, there's, it's easy and very accessible and, and it's very cool looking. So. Yeah. And you can also find that on, uh, YouTube as well, right? Just like, yeah, yeah. Some things are projects. click. Yeah. Some things are not everything. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They are. Sorry. Yeah, they are. Sweet, man. Well, I, I, I gotta say thank you so much for coming on, man. Though we had a blast talking with you, bruv. I'm it glad was, we thank made you. this work finally, you know, with the hiccups and such, but, uh, Oh yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And let me know if you need, like, uh, you know, I'm always big on like photos. So if you need a photo that I'm using for like this documentary, I can send to you for your advertising for this episode. Yeah. Oh, that'd perfect. be huge. That'd be awesome. Things. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Let me get a headshot photo of you playing yeah. hockey and then maybe shoot a couple me. of pictures of your projects or things like that. Perfect. Yeah, shoot me any information you need from me, and yeah, feel free to tag whatever me and like you, you know, me and the biscuit, and then yeah, we'll uh, we'll stay in touch, and we'll we'll continue this collaboration moving the rest of this month, man. Dude, absolutely. And until then, I mean, c- uh, congratulations on everything. Get in Thanks. the car, getting this thing started, and good luck on it all. And we'll be ready Can't next wait to see it. The, the um, entire way. Do you have any shout outs you want to throw out there for just for for shits? Uh, who? 
Who who will be listening? Uh, well, that I, I don't know if I remember saying Brendan Donald, the guy from the Breakfast Club down. I don't remember if I said his name. Uh, Hockey Joe, uh, the hockey tape in, in Indiana that sponsored me all this tape. We could tag them to a uh, hydration company that hooked me up with a whole bunch of salty hydrations called Elemental Labs. Yeah, that's that's the you know the gist for the biscuit. Yeah. Sweet, man. Well, once again, thank you so much. We're excited for uh, the things that are coming by. Boys, you got anything to, uh, to say to top this one off? Yeah, no, no. I just want to say thank you, you know, Phil, um, so much for hopping on to here with us. And um, we're going to keep following you and just keeping, you know, up to awesome. date with what you're doing, obviously, and market your stuff, however we can help. And uh, Please. Yeah, of course. Thank I you so love much. Love it, guys. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, best of luck, Phil. Go uh, make that team, I, my man. All right, let's talk soon. Thanks, guys. All right, cheers, Phil. Have Take a good care, one, man. Okay. Great talking. Okay, thanks. See ya. See ya. All right, that's about it with Phil Eichinger tonight. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Phil. Go to Instagram, follow him at Phil Eichinger and at The Biscuit Theater. Thank you to Dave Zamboni and the Zambonis as always. Thank you to the listeners. And have a good time, and we will see you next time on the bench. Let's try the damn thing, see what happens.